Well, before we get too far along into this episode, I want to apologize in advance of the audio quality. Uh, I'm on the road to Texas, to the Big Bend area, to guide a Audad and mule deer hunt. So I have several hours to kill while I'm driving, so I thought I'd knock out a podcast while I'm on the road. But just wanted to preface that the audio won't be as good as normal uh, since I am recording in the truck, uh, my cell phone, and not in the not on the computer back in the office but anyway hope you guys enjoy hey guys welcome back to the shed hunting podcast i'm your host shane zimmerman aka the backcountry bowman and we are in december of 2020 and so before we wrap up this crazy year i thought i'd do a little recap on how the old uh world of shed hunting was affected by COVID-19, at least my own experiences. So let's get started. Well, when COVID hit back in March, I believe, uh, at least in our area, I'm in New Mexico, and we kind of got shut down. Uh, Being in a small resort community where I live up in the mountains of southeastern New Mexico, you kind of got to have a lot of coals in the fire to make ends meet for your family. And so fortunately, I've I had several businesses going, but ended up losing two of them during the during the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I owned a 24-hour gym called Max Time Fitness, and uh, of course, gyms were shut down initially when it first hit hard. And of course, we still had bills like a lot of other small business owners. And anyway, couldn't make ends meet after a length of lengthy amount of time being shut down, and so we had to close our doors. Fortunately, we were blessed with a buyer that bought us out and uh, not really bought us out bought all our equipment took it somewhere else but we got out from under that debt uh, my other business was uh, concessions I'd sell kettle corn and caramel corn and other stuff at different fairs and festivals mass gatherings which are no longer taking place anytime soon so that business was shut down but my other two businesses which I guide hunts and sell real estate um, fortunately I was still able to make a living doing that so that kept me going. But because I didn't have the gym or my concession business, I had some more time. And like a lot of other people who were affected by COVID-19, either losing their jobs or businesses, they had a lot more time on their hands and needed to fill a gap with some income to make up for that. And so what did we do? We hit the forest. Uh, it happened right during at least elk antler drop season, during March, and so had some time to go out and hunt for sheds. I know a lot of other people did too, and that's really kind of what affected the world of shed hunting the most. A lot more people had time off, either because they were laid off or suspended from uh, going to school or wherever their jobs were, and so uh, and also to practice social distancing. People got out in the forest. So with a lot more people out in the forest, out on public land, uh, looking for sheds or just hiking, they were picking up sheds, and it was a lot harder. I, uh, I definitely found a lot less sheds this year in my normal honey holes than I usually do. Came across a lot more boot prints, which, of course, whenever you see boot prints when you're shed hunting, you're like, oh, man, someone's already been in my spot. It's been cleaned out, but you always got to stay positive. I found so many sheds just near boot prints people had missed or the antler would drop shortly after uh, somebody else had gone through, but can't help but getting a little disappointed when you see boot prints fresh ones anyway right in your spot 
but yeah a lot more people are out shed hunting this year uh, which made it a little bit more competitive that's great for the sport of shed hunting but just tough if you're trying to accumulate a lot of sheds so I was very grateful though that the antler buyers were still purchasing antlers paying cash for for fresh antlers and uh, B and C grade antlers so I was able to make a little money to offset some of the uh, debt I had and lack of uh, income I had during that time so and we'll we'll have some uh, antler shed buyers on the podcast coming up too hopefully and be able to discuss issues like uh, grading uh, antlers uh, how much they go for pound what kind of what kind of drives the antler shed market in terms of selling them by the pound so that'll be another topic we dive into later oh and right when i started really getting into into the shed season and finding some pockets picking up some bone another unfortunate incident happened early on in 2020 my wife was horseback riding and the horse got spooked and ran her under a tree which uh, knocked her off messed up her back broke a vertebrae and her eye socket and so she had to be uh taken to the er and uh, having some reconstructive surgery and anyway uh, we've got two kiddos and so once she got out of the hospital she was back at home for a while uh needed some needing some care there and i needed to stay at home to watch the kiddos so a big part of my shed season uh was kind of put on hold while i was taking care of my wife and kiddos and so during that time a lot of other people out there picking up bone and cleaning out a lot of the normal spots i go to so a little bit of bummer for me on uh, both sides kind of sucked my wife got hurt and then I, I missed out on some of the shed hunting season but there were still many uh many antler to be picked up out there so once she recovered i got out there late in the spring and uh during turkey season uh, another one of my gigs and so like i said i have a lot of coals in the fire i help cook for a turkey uh hunting outfitter and after the turkey hunters are out the door early in the morning i head out and shed hunt while they're hunting and then come back and feed them dinner so it gives me some time to go shed hunt during the turkey season as well and pick up a lot of antler then i'd be surprised on how many antler pick up during turkey season at least elk antler so But I'd like to hear if uh, COVID-19 or any of the shutdowns or any of the craziness of 2020, how that has affected you guys, your your hunts out there when you've been shed hunting in the spring or year round or whenever you're shed hunting. It, has COVID affected you guys? Have you seen an increase in people in the forest shed hunting or just recreating or hunting in general? Uh, yeah, shoot me a line. We've got a Facebook page, the Shed Hunting Podcast. Uh, comment on uh, how it's affected you guys or what's 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 it been the situation in the area you've been on as uh, I started noticing a lot of the areas in the high country that were cleaned out already which are the areas most people like to shed hunt around my my area I live at about 7,500 feet elevation and Lincoln National Forest and there's a lot of shed hunters around here uh, I won't give away any of my secret spots or anything or anybody else's spot because it's competitive but there's a lot of shed hunters in the high country and uh, so when I started noticing a lot of those sheds were cleaned out by the time I got back out in the forest after taking care of my wife and kiddos for a month late in the spring I got out there and started having to explore some new areas i've got some areas in the low country i say low country low at lower elevation where there's still elk and mule deer 
and I actually happened to find quite a bit down that lower elevation stuff that most people don't want to hit up. They, uh, they like to hunt the high country stuff. Lower stuff is hotter, of course, especially later in the spring, early summer. Uh, antler, if you don't get them early, start to fade, start getting white and chalkier sooner. So you need to pick them up sooner if you're trying to catch some, get some brownies. But it's uh, it's a little easier walk in, of course. Lower elevation, more oxygen, uh, a little more open country, a little bit more glassing type area, uh, which can make it fun in its own sense. There, uh, you can actually see see a ways and sit on a hill and glass with a spotting scope or binos and find multiple antlers before you go pick them up so that makes it fun so that's kind of how i spent the last half of my shed season was more in the low elevation stuff glassing and picking up bone there oh yeah and another advantage of hitting that lower elevation stuff later in the spring was when the grass starts to starts to come up and all the oak trees start to bloom and you got all the other trees as well as the pines and firs that are always in always green uh, make it harder to see the antler in the higher country they just get covered up by all the vegetation and foliage so if you get down to that lower elevation stuff where it's just rock and dirt um, you can usually hit that later in the season and find more antler there than you might in the higher country just because it's you can see more so that being said um, I think I finished up my sheds really hitting it hard in the shed hunting season around June middle of June I guess um, kind of hit it hard after I said my wife's accident and did a lot of late shed hunting a little bit more challenging trying to find them but uh, despite all that I still managed to find around 300 pounds of sheds I guess this year which like I said I, I will be the first to say I am not an expert shed hunter by any means we will have some uh, people that I would say that are expert professional shed hunters on the podcast uh, that we will interview them uh, later on but I am super passionate I am a shed junkie I love shed hunting I think about it a lot I go out a lot anytime I'm hiking or big game hunting it seems like I end up shed hunting but uh, as for an expert I am not by any means an expert I love doing it love going out finding sheds but I am by far no expert I would say but we'll, we will have some people that I would say classify as experts on later on who collect thousands of pounds of antlers each year so anyway um, that's kind of how I ended up my uh, my spring early summer and then we got into uh, doing some scouting in late summer for big game hunts uh, during the big game hunts I was in Colorado New Mexico of course and ended up picking up some sheds during during those and I just kind of hang on to those and sell them by the pound uh, the next year but I'm looking forward to this this next spring I mean we're here we are in December uh, in New Mexico the elk start to shed late February early March you know the bigger ones kind of fall you can get some big ones early February late March but really uh, they don't really start hitting the ground till early to mid mid March it depends on the season um, a lot of people get out there early they're excited but you know pushing the elk around quite a bit and getting in a lot of miles finding some older sheds but really all the fresh browns really don't start falling off the heads until I would say mid-march here in New Mexico at least where I'm at so but like I said I get out there early too it's it's hard not to get excited in the spring and you start seeing a an elk have a walk around with one antler or a bald elk and uh, like oh we're hitting the ground we got to get out there before they're all picked up so it's hard not to get excited and get out there early but 
really mid-March until, you know, April, May, and almost into June sometimes for the smaller ones start dropping. So that's usually when we get out there and start picking up most of our antlers, March, April, and then hit some into May and early June. So, but yeah, let me know when the antlers start falling in your area. Shoot me a message through Facebook um, or our YouTube channel once we get that up. And uh, yeah, let us know what you're hunting. Are you hunting mule deer, elk antler, whitetail? I primarily hunt elk antler up here. I mean, I pick up any antler I find, whether it be mule deer or whitetail. Whitetail, our slogan is never leave an antler behind. So whether it be super chalky or fresh brown, big or small, we're, we're taking it back if we can fit it on our pack. Uh, that's that's our slogan, that's that's what we do. But my, uh, my specialty is elk antler. I, I love to find elk antler. Um, I just sometimes I have found a coos deer antler before and it's just kind of small and I don't know much about coos. I've got a buddy of mine who loves hunt coos deer and yo that's a huge coos deer antler but it just didn't do much for me because I'm used to finding the larger elk antler. Anyway yeah let us know what you enjoy finding what uh what special antler you've got at your house that you just can't sell. Everybody's got some antlers that gosh you find a nice set or a big single and it's it's a special one for whatever reason and you just put it above your mantle or somewhere in your house and just display because it's it's a unique every antler has a story uh, gosh every antler I've got around my house still for for decoration or ones that I've just holding on to I can't figure out what I want to do do with it but I don't want to sell it I can tell you where I found it uh, well I won't tell you where but I will tell you uh, and I know where I found it and I will tell you how I found it when I found it and all that so Really neat, every antler's got a story. Um, and that's what's special about the sport of antler shed hunting. Well, so I guess before we wrap this up, uh, episode on kind of COVID-19 and how it's affected shed hunting, I guess there's one other issue. I know in some states, state parks, uh, some state land, uh, some national forest access were closed during the pandemic. Uh, limiting access to some land primarily the, the state parks have closed just so their own employees don't get transmitted with COVID and share it and for liability they don't want a bunch of people congregating at those parks or trailheads where people could get COVID and come back and sue those agencies so I understand why they did that but I'm just so blessed that they did not shut down the entire forest area I know during some fire seasons uh, when it's super dry and a drought, they'll shut down the local forest. Uh, we're not supposed to be in there. Uh, it's hard to enforce, of course, with so many thousands of acres of forest, and there's only so many people that work for those agencies that do the enforcement. But sometimes they shut them down due to the drought, and I was concerned that they might shut them down due to the COVID, which is the exact opposite of what they should do. People, they want people to social distance. Well, what better place to do that than getting out in the forest and camping, hiking, just getting back in the backcountry away from people. But some uh, legislatures, politicians, and uh, people who make those rules don't see that the same. So that's unfortunate uh, that sometimes that happens. But yeah, hopefully uh, in 2021, we'll start fresh. Hopefully this will be a much better year than 2020 for a lot of people and antler shed hunting is going to be here before we know it of course you can shed hunt year round i try to get out there as much as i can year round but there's just nothing like uh when the drop season hits at least for elk antler here you know late february march april may gosh it's no better place to be out in the forest with some binoculars hiking around looking for some elk sheds so 
anyway i hope you guys are doing well and uh staying safe and enjoying uh the podcast we'd love to hear from you uh we've got a lot of fresh content coming your way uh aside from myself we'll have some guest speakers on here that uh, like i said are really experts i would say in shed hunting or in one way or another associated with antler sheds whether they make arts and crafts out of them chandeliers lamps buy antlers um just collect them uh gosh there's a number of different things what we've got on there but yeah stay with us stay tuned if there's any topic or content you want us to to cover on the podcast Put it in the comments of our Facebook or YouTube page, and we'll try to get to it. Share your stories with us. If you're out shed hunting right now and you find something unique or special, send us a pic. We'd love to see it. Tell us how much as you want to tell us about it that you're willing to share uh, in terms of state and location, stuff like that. Of course, don't give up your little honey holes and waypoints. But, uh, yeah, just share your stories with us. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, have a great day, and time's out.